welcome to Season 1 of Career Inspiration by VentureFizz. On this episode, Keith Klein is joined by Brian Gilbert, Director of Talent Acquisition at iRobot. They discuss iRobot's mission of empowerment, the company's contributions to STEM education, and how iRobot has built their top-shelf employment brand. Hello and welcome to Season 1 of the VentureFizz Career Inspiration Podcast. I'm Keith Klein, the founder of VentureFizz and the host for today's show. As you know, VentureFizz is Boston's most trusted source for tech and startup jobs, news, and insights. And for the first season of our podcast, we're speaking with some exceptionally talented leaders who head up the talent acquisition function at some of Boston's fastest growing companies. Today, I'm really excited to have Brian Gilbert on our show. He is the director of talent acquisition at iRobot, which is famous for their robotic vacuum cleaner called the Roomba. Hello, Brian. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Keith. Glad to be here. So Brian's led talent acquisition at high growth startups and publicly traded companies at scale. So we definitely have a lot to cover. So let's dive in. Brian, tell us about your background and how you got to where you are today. <laughs> so it's a long road, but it's, uh, it's been a fun one. So like, like most recruiters, you know, we uh, kicked it off in the agency world back in, you know, well, back in the, the, the web boom, 98, 99, back when things were um, another crazy time. And, um, you know, I probably spent about six to nine years in the uh, in the agency side. Um, had some great success. Um, you know, through some hard times, obviously with the economy in two thousand one, two thousand two. Um, slowly transitioned into the corporate world. Uh, really, um, on the back of a gentleman named Barry Hartunian, who who I worked for three times at three different startups and and then C space. Um, so that's kind of been my path, you know, it's brought me to iRobot today. Um, it's been a great journey, about 15 years into this now, um, and enjoying every second of it. That's awesome. iRobot's a, a big company, uh, one of the anchor companies in the Boston tech scene located in Bedford, Massachusetts, publicly traded on the NASDAQ with a market cap that was today over $1.8 billion. Uh, but there's more to the company than just the Roomba. What else is iRobot up to these days? What iRobot's focused on is truly fundamentally empowering people to, to do more in the home, outside the home with robots. That could mean several different things. Obviously, I can't share trade secrets of where iRobot is going, but as, as most people know, the, the new platform of the Roomba is, is, is connected. You know, we have now connected to the home. Um, we have diligently you know, um, promised that obviously with their ability to connect to the home, we are not selling data and never will be selling consumer data. Um, that is not what, you know, we're using the connectivity piece to really understand how people use the robot in their home, understand the home better, to allow us to build products that can, that can benefit people in the home um, and they find more useful. Um, obviously, inviting a robot into your home is, is exciting, but it also can be a, a nerve-wracking thing. Um, and we're hoping the Roomba platform continues to drive share and open people up and allow people to open the, their homes to, to robots. Yeah, that's a fascinating product suite that you guys have, and it's, it's just uh, really cool to, to watch how iRobot has evolved as a company. Let's, let's take a step back into your career. So you did make that transition from the agency world into the corporate in-house recruitment function. So what were the, the biggest differences you noticed initially making that transitional shift? The first thing I notice is how important branding is, um, mm. both personally and um, in the organizations you represent. You know, when you're on the agency side, you know, I hate to say it, but you know, we're 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 dialing for dollars. You know, um, 
Now, I remember cutting out the uh, newspaper ads and, and tracking down managers and, you know, and that's what it was about. You know, you build great relationships. Um, so the relationship entity of recruiting carries over from the agency to the corporate world. Of course, when you go corporate, you go a lot deeper with your relationships, uh, right? Because you really want to fundamentally understand your customers uh, at a deep level, at a personal level, because going through the same things in life. And on the agency side, you know, the relationship's more about respect. Um, maybe you don't get quite as personal, but um, I think the biggest thing is um, when you're on the agency side, you represent your customers in an essence the, the best way you can, probably not fully grasping their entire brand, who they are, what they're about. On, on the, but when you go on the corporate side, it's just a deep dive. It's, it's truly understanding uh, who people are. It's building a brand for the organization, an employment brand. Um, it's building brands for your hiring managers. Um, and I think that's um, that's probably the biggest difference that's, that I've experienced, okay. which is which I enjoy. The, the branding aspect, branding people is just fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and then there was a point in your career where you started to like lead talent acquisition at companies, most notably uh, Communispace, which is now, now known as C-Space, which had a global uh, presence. How do you make that shift from uh, you know, just helping maybe a, building a function in a company to now running a global talent acquisition function that's hiring people in multiple countries or multiple regions in the U.S. Um, first part is luck. Um, just <laughs> being at a place like C-Space, Community Space, working for Diane Hessen was just... Um, He's amazing. Just just amazing. Just a great learning experience. It's things I, I utilize today in my day today that she taught me. She probably doesn't know she taught me, um, uh, but she did. Um, but, you know, C-Space expand, right? C-Space was an organization on the rise, growing quickly, um, expanded its footprint into China with acquisitions, um, and then London um, uh, through further acquisitions, through partnership, becoming an Omnicom company, um, which obviously is a, is a massive global organization. Um, and the opportunity to um, build out the mobility program, expats program, with China and the United States uh, and, and London in the middle there was just a great opportunity. Understanding the different cultures, how hiring worked. You know, I think the key was, is, is we, had a, we had a recruiting strategy, we had a talent acquisition strategy, but we, we remained fluent, right? We, we took our strategy, we, we put it in those countries, but then we took time to listen to the experts in those countries that were our partners to find out the strategy. And, um, that's how we kept moving, right? It's one thing I learned is you, not not every strategy fits every geographical office. It's just not how it works. Uh, but you can take pieces and just be open to evolving, and that's what we did. And we had great success in China. And, and the organization was called Jigsaw, and um, I still remember the CEO of Jigsaw. Her name was uh, Kim. She was she was fantastic. She helped educate us. Um, fantastic partner. It was a great opportunity. Excellent. And what brought you to iRobot? Product, you know, it, the opportunity to build cool products, the opportunity to build a recruiting function that did not exist in the organization. It was an RPO model. I don't think I knew that. Yes, it was an RPO model. And um, so I was brought in to um, put the exit strategy in place for the RPO and build the recruiting team and strategy from scratch. Right. Um, you can't ask for a better opportunity. I robots made of builders, right? I mean, we're, we're building robots and um, we're building consumer robots. So 
that's, you know, what one in every hundred makes it to market, let's say hypothetically. And, you know, opportunity, people here are builders. Uh, I'm a builder. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, what drove me to apply that day was if I could work for a company building robots, how cool my kids think I am. <laughs> Great. It is. That's very really true. Uh, and they do. My kids love me for it. Uh, when they when they watch on YouTube the the cats riding on the Roomba videos, they're like, "My dad, that's that's my dad." <laughs> well, that they try to put our seventy pound dog on a Roomba, it didn't work out so good. <laughs> but yeah, it's all right. So that's interesting. So you stepped into this publicly traded company already at a certain level of scale that didn't have a internal recruitment function in place already. What were some of the initial challenges you had to overcome as far as building that out internally? The first thing was credibility. Um, you know, an RPO model uh, works in, you know, they're not rewarded on quality of hire, not reward, they're rewarded on filling racks, right? And, um, you know, the quality of hire was a big challenge. That was one of the reasons I learned why the position was opened internally and why iRobot was, was moving down this path was, you know, a turnover was, was what it was. There was no real strong referral program. Um, iRobot was kind of looked at from an employment branding perspective as the black hole of applications. Mm. Um, so the first thing I had to do was build credibility with hiring managers that, listen, we can do this. And I tell you, it took a year to build full credibility. Even after there's still people that thought we were rewarded the same way the RPO model was. So it, it took time. Um, but uh, we relaunched the referral program, made some um, promises to the employees. Um, you know, put better response rates on applicants, redid the branding, redid the website. Um, it was just, it was, it was quite a build. It's quite amazing. Yeah, no, you've, you've accomplished a lot. Hiring is hard for companies across all functions these days. Um, you know, what's kind of unique about what you're doing, building robots, is you have all these functional areas that exist in most companies in the tech industry, like software engineering, product management, user experience, but you have to also layer hardware engineering on top of that. So what have you found to be very difficult uh, as far as you know hiring in the different functions at iRobot? Uh, the most difficult thing that was iRobot was is a very strong hardware company, right? It's been a strong hardware company for 25 years. Um, some great products, both from the Roomba um, to our, our, our past products in, in defense uh, and enterprise businesses. Um, but what iRobot wanted to do was we were transforming into a more, uh, a more robust software platform. And so over since 2014, when I joined, our goal has been to ramp up our software capabilities. Um, and doing that with in, in partnership with your hardware functions, um, quite a challenge. Uh, it's a learning experience, both for your um, all sides of your organization are evolving. We've grown from you know, roughly 35 software engineers to over 100 in that three-year span. So it changes your culture a little bit. Um, the biggest challenge we had, obviously, was rebranding iRobot to be a software-centric organization while maintaining that um, that hardware leadership capability which we are a leader in the in the robotic hardware space um so it's um, we still we still have obstacles um but we've harmonized nicely uh, the organization has has uh, evolved into a more software-centric organization in partnership with the hardware uh, organizations and i think uh irobot correct me if i'm wrong is over 900 employees now it is so it's 900 now 400 when i started um yeah. 
but we've gone through a lot of transitions, uh, the divestiture, divestiture of a couple of pieces of business within the organization, the, the move to brand ourselves as a consumer robotics organization um, focused on, you know, put ourselves in the consumer electronics field. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been an exciting road. How do you scale a talent acquisition function to the magnitude that you've had to accomplish within iRobot and keep the bar for quality very high? First, a great, great recruiting team. Yep. All right. I mean, um, what's your recruiting team look like internally? Uh, right now, my recruiting team is uh, made up of about five recruiters, uh, interning full life cycle recruiters at this time. Um, uh, human resource administrator, which is an immigration specialist um, and mobility. Um, we have uh, um, marketer, uh, the talent communities, branding, um, campaigning. Um, and then, of course, we have coordinators to schedule interviews. So you're looking at about nine individuals within my organization today. Um, so first and foremost, the best way to build an organization is to have the right recruiting team and the right functions. Secondly is, is, is to have great customers, right? Have individuals leading the charge to grow an organization that, that, that understand people, that understand that hiring is hard, um, understand evaluating talent so you don't always get it right um, but if you looked at our quality of hire back in 2014 to, to now you know the average new employee was staying i think it was under 12 months the average new employee now is staying over three years but we, we we've improved greatly um, our turnover rate is six um, percent or below most of the time so you can't complain there uh, especially in this competitive landscape uh, robotics you know, artificial intelligence, machine learning world, it's, it's become very competitive. And you brought up an interesting piece that I've been hearing more, of, more and more of within our industry is not only do you need a great talent acquisition strategy, but you also need to focus on your retention strategy. So it looks like you guys have yeah. done a great job <laughs> in those goals. Yeah, the retention strategy is, uh, you know, we have, I have some great HR, um, you know, talent management partners that really focus on uh, the retention aspect of our organization. And it's just as vital as attracting, you know, you know, attracting and engaging talent and then retaining it. It's just all one big umbrella. And um, so you have a great uh, attraction team, engagement team. And then we also have a phenomenal uh, retention team within the HR organization as well. Sure. Multiple times you've mentioned uh, branding being very critical. And I, uh, you know, through the, our biz pages, I get to learn a lot about employment branding since that's the core emphasis of what yep. that product does for us. Yep. Um, so I would say iRobot definitely thrives in that category. Um, you know, you have someone in-house that's specifically focused on that function yep. of employment branding, which uh, is amazing. Um, so at what point did you really start to hone in on that, becoming very core to your strategy of attracting talent to iRobot? Probably nine months in, uh, so middle of 2015. Um, I started the process for, for you know, it, it takes about nine months really to, to integrate yourself in an organization, understand how things work. And it, the, the branding just started with understanding the employment brand here, you know, um, understanding the, you're looking at the website, looking at a career site, you know, and just trying to figure out what are we doing? Mm -hmm. And, um, so we started the initiative. We partnered with, we did go out, at that time in 2015, we went out to an agency called GBC headed up by Greg Almeida, just a phenomenal individual. Um, who um, understand um, our employment brand. We put focus groups together. Uh, we took our time. You know, this is over a four-month, five-month period where we 
we sat down with large groups of our employees, small groups of our leadership, and really tried to define who we were as an organization. And we already have our values, right? We're mission-driven builders at the core. Um, but um, identify how we go to market as an employer. And um, that was the first of it. So that was early 2000, mid-2015. Redesigned the website um, and the career site. Relaunched that in 2016 um, when Yen joined my team, helped me get that over the finish line. The career site we've gotten um, great feedback on. Um, yeah, the traffic has increased tenfold. Um, you know, we run our heat maps. We understand the bottlenecks in our process of the application process. We took our application process from three minutes down to thirty seconds. Wow! So you can apply it a robot in thirty seconds. Uh, yeah. That was very important. Uh, the drop-off rate was substantial. I think our drop-off rate was about sixty-seven percent when I started. Mm -hmm. um, so those are some things we've done um, to do that. And then, of course. You think about recruitment marketing, right? Um, you know, organizations like Smashfly um, are out there spreading the word, but it's about engagement, right? It's about campaigns. It's about you know, maintaining the relationships with talent constantly, right? It's it's understanding that everybody's a human. You have to send the right messages. You have to engage the right way. You have to take time to do that. It's not, you know, post and pray anymore. We don't we don't believe in that. You know, we're we're all about trying to engage. We're not perfect. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. We we make mistakes. We miss we miss talent at times. Um, but you know, we've come a long way. I would imagine employee referrals are a big source of your hiring. Um, what other avenues, other channels have been effective? Your website we just talked about. <laughs> First, I'm going to say employee referrals. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to stress that. Right. Um, you know, it, the the employee referrals still still lead the way, and we've actually revamped our employee referral program from a from a, a bonus cash payout to be much more aggressive. Um, we're launching a new program in 2018 to change things up, make it a little more um, fun. Um, you always want to you know continue to um, invent new new ways to engage your employees, but the other ways you know we've really focused on this talent community concept, right? And this marketing uh, and branding of the communities, right? Bringing in you know, you bring three, four hundred robotic scientists together in a community and you feed them information about iRobot or relevant information about their field just to stay engaged, right? We all know everybody will change jobs. Just when, right? What's the right time? Who's engaging them? And so our talent communities, which we, we, we landed our talent communities on a platform called Happy, which is a smaller company, CRM, right out of Cambridge. And... um it's worked out very nicely. Our reach, we've grown our reach by over 120%. You know, so we've gone from 15,000 engaged, you know, applicants in our system to over 30, mm -hmm. 30,000. So, um, so the talent communities have been a great source for us. Um, social media is new to the employment brand here at iRobot, though iRobot from our product perspective, we, we, we have great platforms for our social um, I was, as you've seen the videos with the cats, the babies on the Roombas, right? So there's no shortage of videos. Right. But what we weren't capturing was what our employees were doing. What was life really like here at iRobot? Mm -hmm. And um, our career site now emphasizes a lot of that. Uh, we, we've made the site very transparent on benefits, quality of life. Um, we really highlighted those things because they're actually a big part of who we are. I mean, we have a family innovation center in our office where you can bring friends and family in to build robots. Anytime you want. That's important, right? You know, we're, we're an open organization. One of the things that I admire about iRobot 
Uh, and I remember watching one of your videos and it talked about your STEM program. And I want to say, maybe you can add some clarity to the story, but I, I want to say there was a story about a, um, a girl, and I have two little girls myself, uh, you know, 11 and 13, so I'm a big proponent of STEM. And um, it, it, iRobot has a very strong STEM program where you bring in students, and you can even be a, a roboteer for a day instead of like an Imagineer, you can be a roboteer if I'm understanding it. Yes, yes you're absolutely correct. So uh, in the case you're, you're speaking about, so we, first of all, we have two individuals that head up an amazing STEM program, Lisa Freed and, and Kara Brooks, who are, are amazing. Um, but the instance you're talking about was actually, I believe, was a Make-A-Wish. And um, a, young, a young child, um, iRobot, and be an iRoboteer for a day out of anything um, that could have been chosen. Yeah. Um, and um, so that was just, I mean, that was heartbreaking. That was yeah. It was, it was, it just showed the power of robotics, the power of, of wanting to build something. Um, and, and that's just one of many, but overall, I mean, we, we present and or entertain over 35,000 kids a year. Wow. 35,000. Absolutely. We are, you know, with the founders of robotic week, it's an important, it's, an, it, it, it's in our DNA. It's who we are. Mm -hmm. um, we are, we're involved in organizations like Girls Inc. Girls Inc. out of ULO, and we sponsor uh, one young lady every year for her STEM education for the year. Um, so we, we do a lot of different things within the STEM program, small STEM team, um, um, but it's fun. I, I myself present to several different schools I go. I, you know, you have two young girls. I, I do as well. What's better than getting up in front of your girls' class and presenting on robots, right? Oh, that's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Um, it's, uh, but, you know, from Make-A-Wish to presenting to schools to um, in, you know, sh job shadow days, um, you name it, we do quite a bit. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the other thing that I've heard from iRobot, uh, so employees get their own time to work on skunk projects, correct, uh, as far as experiments? Correct. You know, we, we, it, you know similar to probably um, some of the other large organizations in the world, you know, we offer 10% time to our engineers. And, um, you know, what's, what's, what's really cool about 10% time is if you, when you join iRobot, you get a sense of how powerful it's been. The um, AeroForce on the Roomba, you know, was invented on 10% time. Um, if you look at our patent holdings, we're number five in patent holdings, in electronic patent holdings in the U.S. And, a lot of those come from 10% time. Now, it's not always easy, right? We're, we're constantly trying to innovate and build new products for market. So it's sometimes it's tough to take that 10% time. But it's so valuable, not only for individuals to try something new. It's, it's valuable for your own IP, robot, robots IP. Um, it's, a, it's a great benefit. And um, we're doing our best to take full advantage of it. Are there any other unique programs that you use to retain employees? <laughs> um, you know what they say, right? It's about making sure people align with the work, right? And um, I think one of the key things that we're trying to get better at is you know, taking a step back through the product life cycle and making sure the talent gets a chance to work on things that they really love. And I think if we can continue to make sure we align the work with, with, with the talent, um, we'll continue to drive uh, the ability to retain our talent. Now, of course, we're like any organization that's publicly traded. We have some, you know, financial tips and tricks that we could use, um, and, and we use them, right? We, we want to keep our talent. And, um, it's competitive out there. Work, 
Um, and, and, the, and you go back to your STEM question, right? You know, a lot of a lot of people here um, love to give back. Right. You give people the outlet to give back, and that's very important. Um, and that and that's a retainment tool as well. Most recently, if you go down the benefits path, we launched our stock purchase plan this year, uh, our employee stock purchase plan. Um, something that's been asked for, you know, in in for years, and the company has made steps to make that happen. And it's a and it's a great plan, and then it's another retainment tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a lot of a lot of tools in our basket. Um, and we're, and trust me, we're using every single one right now in this market. It's a very competitive market, no doubt. Uh, what about diversity and inclusion? That's another aspect that I like to discuss with companies. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big topic, isn't it today? Um, but you know, first of all, how I look at it is, is, is is being an inclusive employer, right? So, you know, the, the, the terminology of DNY, DNI is, is, um, it's changed, right? Organizations, not, are not necessarily looking at it as a diversity and inclusion, but more as an inclusive workforce. And we have, I mean, it's been, it's, it's come natural for a robot. We have, we are an inclusive workforce, well over 25% um, gender diversification here at iRobot. Um, our board um, is, is ranked in its most diverse, one of the, I think top five most diverse boards in Massachusetts. Um, so inclusion is, is a big part of who we are. Uh, we've made some great strides. We're partnered with several different organizations from, from Witty to New, W, uh, as I mentioned, Girls Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we do a tremendous amount of work in, in, the, in the inclusive field. Um, but what it comes down to is just being an employer who is, is open, to, open to all ideas, open to all walks of life. Um, and that's who we are. And we, we have a, an open environment where it's safe to share ideas. Um, and, and it's worked out nice. Uh, I'm in uh, Massachusetts. You've uh, run recruiting for uh, Community Space, yes. right Congress Street in Boston, right there on Congress Street, right? Great spot. <laughs> so you've had the ability to see what it's like to recruit downtown Boston and in the burbs, what are the, the differences? And I'm sure there's pros and cons, but what what, what do you what can you share there? Well, th- th- there's tremendous differences, right? You know, just when you walk out of Congress Street, I have a building in Congress Street. Um, it, it takes on a life of its own, right? You're not getting in a car and having to go somewhere. You can just walk across the street, uh, uh, go to dinner, go to lunch. Um, company gatherings are easy. Um, you're in the burbs, particularly where we are in Bedford. It's a great location. It's a great campus. Um, but it, it's a, it's more of a commuter campus, right? And, and that's really what it is. And it's commuting by car primarily. Um, obviously it, it's about the talent you're trying to attract. Um, and also having the space that you need to build your products. Uh, community spaces, um, instance or C space is, you know, it's really services based organization and no need for a tremendous lab space. I robot, you know, we, we have a massive landscape here in Bedford and in Pasadena and our lab space is half of it. And it's, it's about testing our products, right? We will, we're not going to deploy a product that doesn't work. We're going to test it as, as much as we possibly can. And we need that space. Um, some of the pros and cons, of Bedford, obviously, is pulling talent out of Cambridge and Boston, mm-hmm. right? The seaport, as you know, is is, is just a wonderful place to be. Um, but I think Bedford, we're, we're, we're just close enough, 
right? We're not too far up up Route 3 where you can't get here from Waltham. You can get here from Waltham, excuse me. Um, you can get here from Cambridge pretty easily. Um, but then you deal with the idea of people that, you know, talent that lives in Cambridge and Boston don't have cars. You're like, oh, well, all right. So we instituted a shuttle. So you know what? We went, we got a shuttle coming from Alewife now. And it uh, runs twice in the morning, twice at night. And we're continuing to improve that capability. Uh, we have emergency ride home capabilities now for people that need to work late, that need a ride home through Lyft. Um, we're partnered with an organization called Middlesex 3, which is focused solely on transportation in our area and trying to um, work with uh, local and state governments to fund grants for more transportation options. And, and we sit with that organization. So the biggest con is, is transportation. And um, I think everybody in Massachusetts knows congestion's congestion. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, but if we can get people here um, with minimal cost and minimal, imp minimal impact to their lives, um, you know, and I think that's the biggest difference between Boston and, and Bedford. Yeah. Um, you know, but um, yeah. Well, once someone has their foot in the door at, at iRobot, what can someone expect in terms of the interview process there? <laughs> depends on the position of course right um you know if, if you're um if you're interviewing for you know engineering positions within software or our advanced research groups it's a day long it's a day long day long process it is it is coding um it is cultural questions behavioral based questions it's it's a pretty standard full day it's usually one round but it's a full day and um know it's um but the other organizations are different we, we don't have one way of interviewing here at iRobot you know we have a commercial organization that generally we do a two-round process um based in behavioral and cultural based the, the key to being successful here at iRobot in an interview is first of all you got to look at yourself and say am i a builder right am i a mission-driven builder right. am i able to you know look at three different avenues of building and pick one and then change direction quickly without being bogged down with what I've already accomplished, right? You gotta be able to move on quick. And um, it, 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 that's the first step. If you can tell yourself you're a builder, it's a great place. Mm -hmm. It is. Um, and that's the core of the interview, right? Is, is, is building. Right. Uh, now you personally, so you obviously have a track record in recruiting and now you manage and run a team, but like when you, uh, are evaluating talent yourself, whether if it's looking at a resume, looking at a LinkedIn profile, like what are you looking for? Or how do you advise your team? Like what do you instruct your team to look for? You know, that's a tough question because it's, you know, res we, we became too, um, too dependent on resumes. And you know what, you know, you know, a lot of the best talent in the world nowadays, first of all, they don't have time to do resumes. Um, they're probably not all even using their LinkedIn profiles any longer in our field. Um, so really it's about just identifying the players in the field, right? It's about, you know, it's about, it's about the conferences. It's about going to the robotic conferences. Who are the individuals that are builders? Who are, who are the individuals taking risk? You know, um, universities, who, who has the right curriculum, right? Which PhD programs do you need to really spend time at, um, invest in, right? You have to invest in people to attract people. That's just the way it's, it's, it's how it works. And, um, you just have to evaluate evaluating talent is so difficult by a piece of paper nowadays um it's really about that conversation and and do you, what you're doing does it align with what those individuals want to do or have them 
Um, that's the first question you have to find out because not, it's a great relationship to maintain, but it's just not right for the employment opportunity at hand. Um, so that's what we focus on. We focus on finding, first of all, identifying what people are doing and what they want to do. And then we go from there. Um, again, LinkedIn's great. You know, we, we, you know, it'll give you some name generations, of course, just like uh, several other tools that do. But um, trying to get my team not to focus so much on the words on a piece of paper now. Yeah, that's smart. Are there anything that candidates do that they should be aware of that they're either uh, should stop doing or should be doing more of? Any like feedback tips for candidates that you know, they're just unaware? Yeah, there's always there's always tips for that. Um, you know, if you want to be at an organization, um, first and foremost, evaluate the skills that you have and, and really ask yourself if you have the right skills for the organization and the job you're applying for. Don't apply just to apply. Um, it's just, it just doesn't work any longer. You know, if you, if you apply for a job and you get feedback that you know you're not a fit for the position, the key question is, what skills am I missing? It's not what am I missing, it's what skills? You know, you know, when you think about software engineering here, we're, we're focused on software vision, navigation, vSLAM, um, machine learning, right? So, you know, if you're in those fields, you're trying to get into that robot and you want to move into those fields, you know, ask yourself, what do I have to do to get that experience? Um, the world's changing. Uh, the, the talent needs are changing with AI and robotics. The other thing is, you know, I can't stress it enough, still to this day, come prepared for the interview. Come prepared. You know, that, that old cliche of bringing a resume with you, or even, even a LinkedIn profile, whatever you want to call it, is still important. Come with questions. Do a little research. Now, sometimes interviews happen quick. You can't pull it off. But it's still, to this day, is I still see it. After all these years, people show up, no resume, no questions. Um, and it, uh, makes me scratch my head sometimes. Yep. Very, very true. Uh, once someone does land a job at iRobot, what can people expect as it relates to the culture there, which you've talked about quite a bit, but, uh, I always like to ask more of a pointed question. Plus, you know, even more importantly is the, uh, their career. What can they expect over the course of their career there? Well, the great thing about iRobot is we're continuing to grow. From 2014 and before my time, see the organization has been around 25 years. It continued to grow. You are joining an organization that is moving fast, and you move. You're joining an organization in an industry that is moving fast. So you have an opportunity to elevate your career quickly. Um, this organization has, has elevated myself, many others that I've seen, and you have to be ready for it. Right. I will stress that you it's it's there's no corner cube or office or window seat. You can just go and hide. Mm -hmm. This is this is a build. This is fast, but it's so much fun. We have so much fun. Um, you know, we 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 are made up, honestly, of just great people. We you know, you know, you know, they probably get in trouble for this one. But you know what? Not not everybody's perfect. Not everybody's great here. You know, we you know, but you know, I'd say 90 percent of the time we we. We do it right um, as far as our people. and um, But if you're looking for a fun ride, an opportunity to grow, opportunity to embrace evolving your skills, what a, what a great place. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Uh, two questions as we uh, wrap things up. 
What's your yes. weapon for recruiting? <laughs> so, okay, so my ace in the hole for for talent that I that I um, need to close the gap a little bit. You know, we have so much pride in our product. What I will use is I will use our product. Mm-hmm. You know, I will send um, the the talent that we are actively chasing, and I'll, I'll give them a, I'll give them a Roomba. <laughs> Here, we're so confident in our ability to build great product. Yep. Take it. Try it out. Tell us what you think. Evaluate it. How would you build differently? How would you enhance the product? You know, if, if an engineer asks themselves that question, they're going to be like, oh, wow, I can actually, I can build something here. You That's know? a great, great secret weapon. You're yeah. lucky to have that, an actual physical product that you can send somebody. It's, it's a great weapon. It's great. Now, I always like to turn things back over to you. So the last question is, what, uh, what else would you like to promote to uh, the VentureFizz audience? On the town acquisition side of the house, you know, we are continuing to grow. We we honestly have over 80 open recs today. Wow. Uh, we and this is this is globally, uh, Bedford, Pasadena, uh, Japan, China, um, EMEA. Currently, you know, a couple pain points for us. You know, we're looking for a, a director of robot applications. We're looking for a, a manager of, of uh, software algorithms. These are. These are game-changing positions that will drive the next generation of iRobot products. Um, so, you know, I'll promote that by saying if anybody knows anybody, you know, um, please call me, email me directly. Uh, happy to talk. That's awesome. Well, thanks again, Brian, for joining us and for sharing your great words of wisdom here. This was a lot of fun. You can check out all of iRobot's openings on their VentureFizz biz page. Uh, or you can visit their careers page, as Brian has mentioned. Uh, if you found this podcast interesting, please make sure you subscribe so you'll get all future episodes. Also, please consider leaving us a five-star review and share it with your friends and colleagues in the industry. It all certainly helps. Thanks again, Brian. Appreciate your time. Thank you. And thanks to you all for listening. See ya. That's our show. Thank you for listening. To propel your career forward, go to VentureFizz.com, where you can visit our biz pages for a virtual tour of Boston's fastest-growing companies, check out our job board for listings of over 2,000 positions, and read about the latest in Boston's tech scene. Last but not least, please remember to subscribe to Career Inspiration by VentureFizz on iTunes, your podcast player of choice. And if you like it, please consider leaving us a five-star review. Have a great week, and no matter what, keep moving forward.